the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, December the 8th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on December 8, 1941, the United States entered World War II as Congress declared war against Imperial Japan. This is, as you know, we discussed it yesterday, and many others did as well. This is the day after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Today in 1813, Beethoven's Symphony No. 7 in A major, for those of you who are musically inclined, it was first performed in Vienna with Beethoven himself conducting it. Today in 1886, the American Federation of Labor, the AFL, was formed in Columbus, Ohio, later to become the AFL-CIO. Today in 1949, the Chinese nationalist government moved from the Chinese mainland to Formosa, Chiang Kai-shek, the communists, were pressing their attacks against the nationalists. Today in 1982, the Washington, D.C. police shot and killed a man threatening to blow up the Washington Monument. You have to wonder, I'm not suggesting police should be shooting people, but only when needed. But you have to wonder if someone was threatening to blow up the Washington, D.C., Washington Monument today, I wonder what the response would be after two or three years, or summers at least, of people canceling Christopher Columbus and even Abraham Lincoln and whomever they disagree with, tearing their statues off the foundations, throwing them in the river or wherever they can dispose of them, I wonder what the response would be if someone today threatened to blow up the Washington Monument. I don't know. I'm just wondering. Today, in 1987, President Ronald Reagan and Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev, they signed a treaty at the White House calling for destruction of intermediate-range nuclear missiles. Well, America didn't need intermediate-range nuclear missiles at that point, as I understand it. We had intercontinental ballistic missiles. Today in 2001, the U.S. Capitol was reopened to tourists after a two-month security shutdown. That, of course, was following 9-11. Well, the effort to recall uh, Seattle City Council member Shama Zavant, she, uh, is, they're leading the, the people that are wanting to get her out of there. And recall her, it's, they're leading. The la- when they stopped counting votes last night, they're resuming this morning. But when they stopped counting last night, um, it was 53% are supporting her removal from office. Uh, the voters in her district, it's a historic election to decide whether the outspoken socialist politician should be ousted or retained. Additional votes will be counted in the coming days, the Seattle Times says this morning. For those of you who live in Seattle and in her district, perhaps, but um, it's a, the standalone election. It, it's the first ever uh, to recall a council member, the first one ever to reach a ballot, actually, 
And uh, it's being held just over a month after the general election that saw the city's voters elect a new mayor, city attorney, and two at-large council members. Henry Bridger II is the guy that's heading that campaign up. And I don't know Henry Bridger, but been I've been paying attention to him a little bit. He he's I would not define him as a right-wing person, but nonetheless, he's the campaign manager to recall Savant. And uh, he called Tuesday night's results strong and promising. He told the uh, Seattle Times last night uh, that they looked strong and promising. But uh, Savant says this morning, in every one of our four of our elections, there has been a dramatic swing after election night in our direction. She says, while we cannot be sure of the final result, if past trends hold, it appears working people, those would be those that support her, may have prevailed in this fight, suggesting that that 53% supporting her removal is going to evaporate. I don't know what they were doing overnight. I mean, were they, I don't know what they were doing. Were they creating votes or finding them under a table somewhere? I don't know what's going on. But nonetheless, that's what she is saying. A man was arrested for allegedly setting the Christmas tree at Fox Square in New York City in Midtown Manhattan. Great big Christmas tree, 50 feet tall. Early this morning, just after midnight, in fact, Fox was on the air live at the time, and they, they reported on They said, hey, our Christmas tree is on fire. No, I wasn't watching, but I check out what a number of news sources are saying every morning, including Fox. But they were on the air, and they were reporting on their own fire, this Christmas tree. The... Um, most of the Christmas tree was called the Patriot Christmas tree, and the uh, majority of the tree was decorated with red, white, and blue ornaments, and it was destroyed, and about three other trees nearby were also damaged. Fox says that the 50-foot tree outside their offices in Midtown Manhattan had 10,000 glass ornaments and 100,000 lights, and the security people around the area there, um, they saw what was happening, and they have this guy, they've detained this guy. His name is Craig uh, Tamanaha, or I think it's Tamanaha is the way you pronounce his name. But anyway, he was climbing up this 50-foot tree at the uh, center at Fox Square, and uh, the New York Police Department was called, and officers arrived at the scene. They saw him running from the location. They took him into custody. They're holding him. He's 49 years old. They are saying that they don't see him associated with anyone else and that it was not a uh, political statement that he was trying to make. In fact, they said they think he's homeless. The last address he had was uh, in Brooklyn, and that was some time back. But, boy, people are doing crazy things in our culture today. It's very interesting to follow, and uh, we live in an out-of-control culture. No question about that. Climbing the Christmas I don't know if you were going to light a Christmas tree on fire. Why would you climb it? I'm thinking if I were going to light a Christmas tree on fire, I would probably stand back. I wouldn't be up on top of it, but I don't plan to burn any Christmas trees, so um, I won't, I won't uh, consider that any further. Our Constitution was written in 1787. It was ratified, of course, in 1788, came into operation in 1789. The United States Constitution is the world's longest surviving written charter of government. Most constitutions last a matter of a few years, some a few months, some 
have only lasted a few days. But ours is the longest in history, in the world. The first three words of our Constitution says, We the people. That's the sum and substance of America. Those three words affirm that the government of the United States exists to serve its citizens. But recent polls and surveys show that Americans are losing confidence in our institutions, all of our institutions. There's a recent survey by the Reagan Forum, that's the Ronald Reagan group, the Reagan Forum. It's found that we, the people, are even losing confidence in our military. That's worth mentioning. Only 45% of Americans have a great deal of trust and confidence in our military. This newly appointed Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, a Biden appointee, he says he's spending time, these are his words, he says, I'm spending time with the survey. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. I'm going to be very direct as we are on this program. I don't want to be, certainly come across as cynical because I'm not. Concerned, yes. Cynical, no. But in January, or July the 14th, just last summer, less than six months ago, Gallup published a report showing that American people are losing confidence in our major U.S. institutions. A little less than six months ago. I wrote an article on this today on our website, faithandfreedom.us, and there's a lot of information that's sourced here and what I'm going to share with you. you can, if you want to look more deeply at this, you can, and these surveys and so on. But Gallup found that 33% average confidence in 14 major institutions in the United States, down from 36% in 2020. Now it's down again. They found that the public schools, this was last summer, the public schools and the medical systems were also down. Small businesses, the military, enjoyed the most confidence in July, while Congress had the least of all institutions. They usually do in every poll or survey that I've seen. They're at or very near the bottom. I think we should keep in mind as we check the blanks on these surveys when we you know, participate in them, that Congress is there because we elected them. And perhaps if we don't have confidence in them, we should elect someone else. I mean, I know that's pretty basic, but maybe we need to consider that for 30 seconds. But now this new Reagan Forum survey has found that only 45% of Americans report having a great deal of confidence in our military. The survey calls it alarming, noting that it's down 25 points in the last three years, 25 points in 36 months. Mostly, in that 36-month arc, mostly in the last six months. Ironically, our Constitution clearly shows a major function of government is to be defense, take care of the people, protecting the citizens. The preamble to our Constitution says, quote, We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. 
we've seriously drifted from our founders' original intent for the purpose of government. We now pride ourselves as a world leader because we have open borders, our military and our public schools really have become a laboratory of social experimentation. Some of our sons and daughters who are serving in the military will tell you that, at least quietly and private, and if they say so publicly, they're reprimanded or punished. We claim leadership in abortion rights and pride in pushing the homosexual agenda in both the military and the public classroom. We punish Christians for expressing the Christian beliefs publicly in these institutions. We really do. I talked about it on this program many times. No division of our military is more aggressive in punishing Christians than the Air Force Academy outside of Colorado Springs. We've talked about that time and time again. People have, men in the in the Air Force have shared their testimony with some of their friends and, and their comrades, their cohorts at the Air Force Academy. They've talked about how Jesus Christ has has transformed their lives, and they've been punished for that. It's called proselytizing. That's our military, and that's why people are losing confidence, I believe. It's not the men and women serving. It's the leadership at the top, and the leadership at the top is either so screwed up they don't have a clue what's going on, or they don't care, and they're just trying to go with the flow. That's my opinion, and it's based on what I'm reading by a number, number of people that are looking into this. There is concern about this. We punish Christians for expressing their Christian beliefs publicly in these institutions while we are falling off the cliff, promoting all kinds of perversion and nonsense. Does our leadership in America actually understand the gravity of this loss or the loss of confidence? Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, appointed by President Biden, he told Fox News' Brett Baer just this past Saturday at this Reagan forum where they introduced this survey, he was there, he said, it's important for us to maintain the trust and confidence of the American people. Well, a fifth grader knows that. I mean, when you restate the, re- just <laughs> the redundancy of their statements, is alarming in and of itself. It's like getting up and telling the rooster that the sun comes up in the east every morning. They know that. We may not be as smart and elite and as advanced as some of the leaders of the left, but we kind of know that it's important for us to maintain the trust and confidence of the American people. If they've forgotten, the leadership of our military kind of worked for the American people, according to the Constitution. We the people. Bear was very, I'm not a big fan of Brett Bear, to be honest with you, on Fox, but he, he, he was specifically asking the question and he kind of probed, which I appreciated. He said, do you know that confidence in our military is down 25 points in 36 months, exponentially down in the past six months? So what are you going to do about it? Well, it's very important. That's kind of what the answer was. That's a reduced version of it, but that's what he said. You know, I'm going to consider it. I'm going to look at it. Almost a year into the Biden administration and a few months removed from the Afghanistan withdrawal, the American people are equivocal and unsure about U.S. global leadership and military capabilities. On Monday, the Pentagon spokesman John Kirby 
He told reporters that Austin, the head, the Secretary of Defense, he wants to, quote, spend more time with the survey to find out, quote, if there's some wisdom he can glean from it. Kirby said, I mean, quote, I mean he had a chance to look at it briefly before going to the Reagan National Defensive Forum. In other words, he wasn't prepared to respond to it, which I understand responding to a specific survey, but man, I wish he had more substantive answers in that he's running our defense system and he's supposed to be the main guy looking out for we the people. It's ironic that up against this, the Biden administration is hosting in just a few days, in upcoming days, what they're calling a summit for democracy. 110 nations worldwide are going to meet with him virtually, and they're going to participate in this global event. The the United States State Department notes that the purpose is, quote, setting forth an affirmative agenda for democratic renewal and to tackle the greatest threat faced by democracies through collective action. That just sounds like kind of a little sneaking out from under the blanket globalism to me. But the summit will accomplish exactly the opposite. The nations of the world will see on display as Biden leads this virtual meeting coming up in a few days, this summit on democracy. They're going to see on display those at the helm of leadership in America today have barely a clue as to what their own country is about. Then they want to impose their fractured understanding of America's mission on the rest of the world. The State Department brings the phrase from the preamble to the U.S. Constitution to form a more perfect union. Barack Obama quoted that that's part of the Constitution, the preamble, again and again and again. Now Biden is doing it to form a more perfect union. That's kind of the banner for progressivism, for relativism. In context, it means something. Out of context, to form a more perfect union means, well, we're going to interpret the Constitution because it's a living document. We're going, to, we're going to interpret it to mean anything we want it to mean. Therefore, we're acting on the basis of the Constitution when we give abortion to women who don't want their kid. They want to have sex. They want to have relationships, but they don't want the responsibility of a baby being born in their life because they have a career or whatever. You can attach anything you want once you slip over into that lane of relativism. And that's what we're facing in America today, and that's why we're losing confidence in the institutions. I don't have the time to quote, but I could quote endless comments at at length in some cases of our founding fathers who said, man, this Constitution was made only for a moral society. Outside of that, the Constitution won't work. And it won't. They were right. They wrote it. They know. But that's where we are today. The nations of the world are going to see our hesitancy, our idiocy at certain levels of leadership. When Biden brings them all together to have a summit for democracy, why don't they have a summit for liberty and freedom? Democracy is a binding kind of thing. That's why our our founding fathers didn't create a democracy. They created a republic. The nations of the world, they're not part of a union like our states are. We're bound together to form a more perfect union because we're states together and we are under the Constitution, under God. 
I don't know, the State Department could have picked a much more relevant phrase from the Constitution's preamble, like to, quote, secure the blessings of liberty. But no, no, liberty is not really the point with the left. I'm sure it was no accident that the Biden administration chose to focus on democracy, not liberty, because democracy fits into the leftist, socialist agenda much more easily than liberty does. Liberty's not really a part of that. Star Parker, I've never met her, but she's one of my favorites. I read her. I read a lot every day, but I read her. I follow what she says. She's all over this, and she wrote an article uh, today that was published today. She said the state. The she said liberty is the point. I am sure it is no accident that the Biden administration chooses to focus on democracy and not liberty. To appreciate the basic difference, we can turn to our Declaration of Independence that says that among our God-given inalienable rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Then continues the Declaration, I'm quoting Star Parker, that is secure these that to secure these rights, government governments are instituted among men. The principles of liberty on which our great nation was founded precede government. Men form government to protect their liberty, not to bestow it or deny it. But liberals love control. They don't love liberty, so they want to grow government to impose their values, their worldview, on citizens. This is true. She ends her article. She says, no, I am, I, no, I am sorry, Mr. Biden. America should be promoting liberty, not government. Our confusion and duplicity will be there for all the world to see. She's exactly exactly right. Kirby, the spokesman for the Defense Department, he was saying uh, on Monday of this week, he said, told the press, he said, I think you heard him say that certainly the numbers, talking about Austin, the Secretary of Defense, numbers represented in that survey are not going in the direction we would like them to see in terms of trust and confidence. They keep repeating the obvious, like, oh, well, we don't like those numbers. Okay, well, you don't like those numbers. What are you going to do about it? Continuing, he said, so the American public's perception of the United States military matters to us. <laughs> I would hope so. He continues, not just from a recruiting perspective, although that's valid, but also from a representational perspective. And the trusted confidence of the American people, we continue to believe, is critically important to the institution. That almost leaves me speechless. We're so glad that they're announcing that we, the people, still are important to them. I would think that the American people would factor in somewhere in the important column to anybody in government. They're our employees. But they have long, long moved away from that concept. Kirby then, as they always do, he began to blame things and blame people. He said, (laughs) I'm quoting him, this is the spokesperson for the Pentagon, for the Secretary of Defense. He said, we are not immune to the kinds of polarization that we see out in the American society. Oh, that, that's buzzword for Trump. Trump is the problem. I mean, he said, we, I'm quoting him verbatim, I mean, we uh, come from America. What was out there in our society affects us. It absolutely does. So I think he, Austin, wants to spend a little more time and try to see if there's some wisdom he can glean from the survey. In his interview with Brett Baer, Austin said, quote, I want to make sure that we don't lose sight of the fact 
that in 17 days our forces evacuated 124,000 people from Afghanistan. Have they forgotten that Joe Biden stood up and told the world we will not leave anyone behind in Afghanistan that wants to get out? And then they left them behind. American citizens. You can put aside, if you want, for the conversation, the thousands of Afghan people who had worked for the United States of America for 20 years or whatever. But no. Just... Just our citizens who were there left him. We're out. The press would ask the president, what about this? He would walk away. He didn't have any comment about it. No American citizens who want out will be left behind. End of topic. No more discussion. And then we left them behind. Overall, about half, 49% of Americans, believe the chaos and the confusion was the fault of President Biden in these new surveys. I think most Americans strongly support our sons and daughters in the military. I certainly do. It's the leadership that's a concern to we the people when they're telling us that we're still considered in their deliberations, we're still important to them. That should be enough to kind of signal us that, wow, Why are they affirming that they still like us? Wrong people have been appointed to wrong positions for the wrong reasons. That's what's wrong in America, and we're starting to sense that. We, the the American people, have made some bad choices in our election process. We must, however, remember that ultimately God is in control. God wants us. I am convinced I wouldn't have turned on this microphone this morning if I weren't convinced that God wants us to be informed. He wants us to know what's going on in our world. Paul was, the Apostle Paul was an example of that. He stood up and he spoke with understanding, with knowledge, and he was informed. And he knew about all these gods that these people were serving. And he used that to shape the message that he would give to the people about the true and living God. He was informed as to what was going on in the culture and others throughout history who have been effective for for the Lord and his kingdom have been informed. We've got to be informed, but we can never forget that God is in control of all things. Proverbs 3.26 says, For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Psalm 20, verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. No matter what happens in our culture, and this is very serious stuff when our Defense Department is telling us that they still consider us in their decision-making. <clears throat> we the people, thank you for including us. When they're that far from the truth and from the Constitution, we should be concerned and we should be informed. But don't let it get you down. Don't let it depress you. Just be rejoicing that God ultimately is in control of all things. And he's chosen you and me to be participants, laborers together with him in this world at this time. But God holds the levers of power. He himself is in charge. He is in control. 
Hey, thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for your support. We need it. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.